When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to uh, this week's uh, Eating Road Buzz. Uh, I'm Tom Moore. I'm joined by uh, Brentford fan Conor McCabe after this uh, wonderful 5-0 win for the Bees. Brilliant win. Brilliant win. So, Connor, what did you make of it? Um, it was absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? Um, tell the players, of course, after all the summer dealings of Birmingham taking three of our players, you could really tell that you know they were really, really up for this game. Um, I'm sure the players such as you know like Johan who's obviously really really good friends with Maxim and things like that they you know I'm sure they're going to be loving that you know a bit of banter with them in their group chats or whatever they have and really good to just sort of put one over them of course after they've all three of them left us yeah I think uh, I think certainly there's just the sheer hilarity of it of course yeah Birmingham spent 12 million pounds signing Brentford players then to lose 5-0 to us and lose 5-0 to the Bees it's one of the uh yeah, it's one of the sort of sweetest victories I think I can ex- I can remember in my time covering the club. What about for you as a fan? Is that definitely one of the best wins? You know, I mean, of course, as you said, it's it's really nice to just get one over those three players that left us. Really, I think the first time we scored five goals, if I'm correct, since Preston at home. Yes, Preston at home in back end of September time last season, and obviously in that. I think the one before that was probably Crew at home. I think Crew at home. I remember that so one. I was not too many times we incredibly. <laughs> yeah, not too many times we put five past people. Yeah. But I mean that Preston, that Preston game was obviously they were down to ten men after a late injury, so it's the first time Brentford put five past a team that's finished with eleven men since that game with uh, with Crew. So yeah. uh, and it's good for the goal difference and it's putting Brentford back into that playoff mix again. Of course, uh, you know I mean some of the fans in Eden Road looking at the table after the end of the game and we're about three points off now. Um, of course, Sheffield United and Bristol City with games in hand. But you know, depending on how their games go, we could still be in about three points off. So, yeah, and that that that's that's the thing is obviously after the uh, Norwich derby defeats and the draw with Preston, it was looking a bit bleak. Yeah, but I mean, suddenly it's back on again potentially. Yeah, I mean, if, if just <coughs> flip back to Sunderland, I know you you didn't go, but it was complete first half performance against. Aside, I don't. I don't think I've seen a side as poor as Sunderland as uh, Blackpool in the 2014-15 uh, yeah. season, especially in that first half. They were an absolute disgrace, in my view. Yeah. And uh, that was obviously a much-needed win. And I think certainly Chris Coleman's comments. I don't think Brent will ever be promoted due to their budget. I think that's caused a bit of a, a stir amongst the fans. I mean, yeah. it's nonsense, don't you think? No, definitely. I, I don't think Chris Coleman knows what he's talking about there, to be honest. I, yeah, think I, mean, he's, I think even this week, I remember seeing he's come out publicly and criticised their owner, saying that I don't think anything will change unless they get new ideas and a new owner. So, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, maybe he should you know, look a bit closer to home in terms of their own club rather than criticising us. 
Yeah, well, I think Sunderland's budget is a lot more than Brentford's, and look where they are compared to, compared to, the, to exactly. this club. So, uh, I mean, I, I asked a few of the players about it. You sort of got a couple of them were like, oh, we don't care. what They can say what they want. And then others are like, well, football's not played on the budget. Of course not, no. It, it, it's played on the pitch. It's about team effort. It's about, it's about work and... That, that's the thing is that's what football is I mean look at Birmingham £12 million spent on Brentford players Brentford that's just, that's just, the, that's just the free Brentford players <laughs> yeah. as well I mean that's excluding all the other players they yeah. bought in the summer of course yeah. I mean £12 million is almost akin to Brentford's budget yeah. I mean is our squad uh, our starting 11 today even worth 11, uh, £12 million well, probably not well, I'd, I'd certainly say the, the whole 18 are. Well, certainly oh. when you include Chris Beckham, who's clearly valued at £8 million plus, mm. it, it is. But We're talking about fees that, you know, obviously we've signed the players up to. Uh, yeah. Not many, you know, that team probably equates to about £10 million and, you know, we've, it, you know, completely well, played them off the, the park. The club's record signing was suspended to, yeah. uh, against Birmingham and Sergi Carlos. So it, it really, it really is one of those... Those special Brentford nights, and it makes it all like all the more fun under the floodlights as well. Definitely, it? unfortunately, our last game under the floodlights this season. Oh, may- maybe there'll, there'll be one more come May. Yeah, fingers ho- crossed. Hopefully, that'll be the the dream. Yeah, I mean, certainly, I can't ex- I can't imagine there'll be uh, any more regular season games here under the floodlights unless there's freak weather about. But yeah. It, it, there, there is something special about Griffin Park under the lights. It definitely. I think the. To me, the crowd seems a bit closer to the action, the yeah. lights, it, it, it's, it's quite something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, for me, uh, 7.45 kick-off on an evening day, any time over a, pretty much any other kick-off time, excluding probably a 3pm Saturday, of course, yeah. but you know, much rather take a Monday night game or a Tuesday night game over a Sunday evening or a late kick-off Saturday, early yeah. kick-off Saturday, anything really. So. Yeah, no, I suppose if, if we look at tonight's performance, I mean, for you, who was your man of the match? Honestly, I, I I couldn't pick one out for you. To be honest, it was just such a complete and well-rounded performance, wasn't it? Like, of course, but Birmingham were poor, but it's definitely one of the best Brentford performances that we've seen in a while. Yeah. So it's a bit of a combination of both. For example, like, of course, some of them were just you know absolutely dreadful. Um, but no, honestly, I, c- I couldn't give you one man of the match really. I mean, for me, I gave it to uh, Flo and Jezusine. He just picked uh, Neil Mopai, but yeah. then Ollie Watkins got a couple as well. Of course. Is, um, yeah, was, the way that front three works, I mean, I saw, if we can just briefly talk about the, uh, the Wigan City game, uh, I saw Jermaine Gina sort of getting stick for giving man of the match to Will Grigg. Yeah. Uh, over the Wigan back four, and he was sort of like, I couldn't split, he just said, I couldn't split the Wigan back four. And, I, and what, it's almost what you said is it's quite hard to... Yeah. to split them if you're going to split I just think everyone was brilliant today to be honest it's, it's, it's so hot you can't criticise anyone in that team yeah. today it's so, I can see what he means in that, in that regard in, in giving it to, to the former Brentford man and Will Gregg yeah of course so and yeah great performance I think you know, again the midfield Makocho was yeah. outstanding again um, Woods I mean you know, obviously McEachern didn't play too many minutes of course with his injury so hard to sort of judge his performance so Woods with about the 70 minutes he got was absolutely brilliant the back four brilliant Bentley didn't really have too much to do but you know when great called, save at the end though. yeah but of course when called upon you know did well so I mean I'm speaking to Bentley and he was saying how that save is almost just as satisfying 
as won at one nil, nil nil. Yeah. Because you're winning five nil, you can almost forgive players for maybe switching off a bit. They've got the game won. Everyone knows the game is won. Yeah. And then to pull that save out, it, he was saying it's just as satisfying yeah. to, no, to do it in a game I think like that. A, a credit to the players today again. You know, it's as you just said, like it, it, players can easily switch off when yeah. a game's five nil, but. I don't think they did at any point to be honest I don't I think they were you know from start to finish they were absolutely brilliant on top of their game I suppose if we if we talk about the uh, the three uh, returning bees in uh, yeah. Harley Dean obviously there are a few songs sung for him today definitely um, certain song played over the tannoy at half time and full time which the yeah. fans definitely enjoyed yeah. I mean obviously that was uh, the cheer up party Dean uh, and I can't remember the name of the act, act, actual song it, it is but uh, it sort of goes the lyrics are not quite appropriate well the words of the word along the lines of cheer up party Dean something like that what can it mean to a something yes we'll move on from that I mean he obviously had a bit of a game to uh, forget. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a defender, you never want to concede five. I suppose we must almost expand that to to Maxime Conan as well. But of course, it, it seemed to be Hardy that was singled out. I mean, yeah. Was that just the sort of ten times better comments? Or I think so. I think if had the ten times comment not been there from Harley, I think that the abuse would have been you know split between the three. Of course, Jota not starting as well, so there wasn't really much abuse for him, especially not at least until the second half. Yeah. To be honest, it was hard to even abuse Jota even if you wanted to because he, he barely even touched the ball. To be honest, yeah. and he only played for forty-five minutes, so barely had an opportunity to even give him a boo. Um, of course, Colin and Max were getting on the ball a bit more. Yeah. Lots of boos for Harley, a few songs in here and there. So. I mean, obviously. For, for Hotto, he, he looked a shadow of his his Brentford self. No, I mean that's probably the worst time I've ever seen him play at Griffin Park. Yeah, thankfully it wasn't in our colours. Yeah, and the thing is, is obviously, I mean, Brentford won five 0 but there's almost a strange sense of could easily have been more. I think uh, definitely. Sawyer's probably feel he could have done best with a couple of chances he had in the first half. Watkins had a great chance. I think was on, when he was on his hat trick. I think he, was a, I think it was a he was a, he'd scored one and then he scored the header from a similar position. Yeah. I remember he sliced the chance yeah. passed across the box just just yeah. sliced it wide unfortunately yeah he'll be he'll given the way I've from speaking to him he, he sort of come out and said oh I don't think I, I don't think my performance was uh, it wasn't at the standard I set myself so knowing sort of what he's like he might have scored twice but he's got very high standards of himself he'll, he'll, play, which he'll be kicking thing. himself at the same time that he's not gonna got a hat trick and I suppose we almost have to talk as well about David Stockdale. That's absolutely one of the worst goalkeeper performances I've seen at Griffin Park. I mean, we've seen some shocking English keepers over the years doing some absolutely horrific things, but you know that's definitely up there. I mean, especially for the the Mopé's second goal, or you know, I think it's gone down as an own goal, now, hasn't it? But yeah. I've no idea what he's doing there. Yeah. He's, I mean, I, no I, words for it really. I don't know. I need I need to see it again. But yeah. the only thing I can think of that. I haven't he, seen he, a... he felt was maybe he felt as if he was going to be sliding out of the area. Yeah. And the thing is, having played that position, I've I've also been in a position where I feel I'm sliding out of the area, and 
what I've sort of tried to do is sort of spin my body around to try and stop going out, but sometimes your momentum can take you too far. Maybe sometimes you hate doing it, but maybe if you feel that you're going to lose the ball, you just sort of yeah. push it out for, for a third. No, I've only seen you know the one live time. I haven't seen a replay or anything like that yet, but no, it's just, yeah. just horrific, isn't it, really? Um, I think that, again, a lot of abuse for Stockdale as well, being an excellent player. So there's more than just the free XBs to, you know, for the, the fans to yeah. give some stick to tonight. And obviously the ex-Bedford uh, head coaches on the uh, sidelines as well, though I don't think... Uh, Lee Carsley? I don't think anyone really could have a bad word to say about Lee Carsley, given the job he did. Didn't see him tonight, unfortunately, on his way out, but... I, I did. He, uh, sure you gave him a word? I, I, well, he came up to say, say hello, which uh, I think shows... Shows the class of, of the man, Hardy said hello, as did uh, Max. Hopefully, has some good words to say about Josh Clark. Yeah, from hopefully, Carsley. hopefully, given his uh, given how he loved to uh, suggest that I was in love with the uh, Bedford man in uh, in his first game, asking me if I was his agent and in love with him in his first press conference. Ironically, it was against Birmingham. So, uh, when, you, when you think about it, that adds a bit of a, bit of a mirror to it as well, is obviously. Brentford were the club in, you would probably say, disarray yeah. that night. There was a Tuesday night as well. Fast forward two and a half years, mm. look where the club are now. Yeah, I know. In both, both sides of it. For sure. Yeah, I mean, is, I suppose if we sort of just look, look ahead to uh, the weekend's uh, entertainment and a, and a trip to Ellen Road, it's... Uh, it's one they've almost got to look at it. Brentford have to beat teams like Leeds to. Uh, yeah, big game for both teams. Yeah, it's definitely going to be tough considering our record at Ellen Road in the last few seasons hasn't been great. Yeah, and, uh, um, we 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 can all get a bit of a scouting when uh, when they're on the uh, telly tomorrow. Yeah, I was at the game at Ellen Road last season. I think it was a one nil loss. One nil loss last minute goal. Very late into the game. I think the Brentford fans really really thought we were going to get that point, and I think that. It's hard. To, I mean, I think we deserved it, but it's hard to say that Leeds didn't deserve the three points either. You know, on the same hand. So, so it's certainly, uh, certainly one of the things I know that's upset the fans is the cost of tickets. Yeah, I mean, it, when, when it's costing up forty quid, up to forty quid to to uh, get a match ticket, then not just factor in the travellers that's pretty ridiculous that's wrong, isn't it ridiculous that is and I can understand if you know the attendance probably won't be the best yeah I mean I, mean, I, I don't blame fans for not wanting to spend 40 quid I, I mean I think this side deserves the support mm. but of course but it's very hard to justify a £40 ticket. If you're saying 40 quid plus, you're talking 50-odd quid or so on the, tra- on the trains now. If you're talking 100 quid before you've even started... Of course. and It's a lot of money. The, we all know the times are hard, etc. Economically, it's all difficult still. Is It is... A, a difficult justification to make for yeah. even even with this side playing so well. I mean, obviously I I'll be there on a, on a professional capacity, but I, I certainly 
at those prices, I could, I could understand people not no, of course. not making the trip as much as I think the side deserves it. I think we'll we'll have a, I mean, a decent turnout, you know, especially for the standards. I suppose a club like ours. Um, I don't think we'll see as many, of course, as the last few seasons. I mean, no, I think a lot of our fans have probably been to Ellen Road a few times now. So, I, especially with these extortionate ticket prices, I think you're definitely not likely to see as many you know, faces there as the last few seasons. But I think we'll still have a good turnout. And, you know, there's always the travelling fans, no matter how many we are, we always, you know tend to you know give it our best in terms of the singing and the atmosphere that we yeah. can create so and certainly for some of the uh, northern bees is it's uh, yeah. they they wouldn't have the, uh, the the cost of the uh, the travel as much as uh, those travelling up from london so uh, it, it, it it'll be good to get some of the good for some of the old northern Brentford northern based Brentford fans to uh, to yeah. see the bees in action again and speaking of you know ex players a lot in this so far we, I mean we've got Adam Forshaw and Stuart Dallas Stuart to look Dallas forward to there, so. against Leeds Sorry, so I mean, it, number two XBs. Uh, however, yeah. I imagine they are a lot more liked than you know the three well, that we just played for, against. For sure, I remember the uh, fourteen fifteen season getting stick when he uh, played for Wigan up up at the uh, yeah. up at the DW, and uh, I think a lot of the fans have probably not necessarily forgotten, but I don't think, I think they moved on. Yeah, I think they would have moved on, and Dallas never really left on bad terms, so. Yeah. I don't imagine that there'll be any booing or anything like anything close to even what happened today with you know some yeah. of the, the three experiment players. So. If anything, it'll probably just be more pantomime rather than more yeah. hostile as it was certainly for for Harley. I mean, you know, the gist that I get from the Brentford fans that you know I speak to and that is, I mean, they I think they rate Adam Forshaw very highly. I, yeah. Obviously, his career has probably not gone as maybe quite as far as we we all thought it would have, or maybe he would have hoped, but. I think there's still, you know, a lot of Brentford fans out there that very, very highly rate him. It's probably one of the best players we've ever had, or at least in the last, say, 10, 15 years. I mean, I probably agree with that, to be honest. He was one of the leading players as uh, as Brentford finished as League One runners up. Yeah, I mean, with Middlesbrough in the Premier League, I think last year, the year before. I mean, he was even, you know, there was even rumours that he was getting an England call up. So it, is we we know the sort of quality he's got. Obviously, Leeds has spent a fair bit of money on him as well. So there'll be there'll be pressure there. And uh, I mean, it's a weird one as well. This game, it's not on Sky. Pretty much every Leeds game's been uh, televised. It's the only Leeds game, isn't it? So, but there is five of Leeds's six games in this run all on Sky, except for the uh, Brentford game. So it's a it's a rare it's a rare three three pm kickoff for their fans, which I think they're probably looking forward to in a way. Yeah, and I think our fans are happy with that as well. It'd be nice that it's not going to move or anything like that. So yeah. there, there is a spot there for the taking, I think. For, yeah, for I think as we spoke about our predictions in the last uh, podcast, which is Q and A, we. We obviously we, we spoke about who we think the best teams in the league are. I said Wolves and Derby. I still stick by that, but I do think that Aston Villa and Fulham have definitely stepped up. Yeah. And I think that I think for me it's got to be one of those four teams. I think if we get into the playoffs, then absolutely brilliant. But it's going to be very hard to overcome. Villa or Fulham, I maybe even Derby because we've been Derby in fourth now. And they, they, a couple of weeks ago they're in second, and it seemed pretty clear. I, I think can't forget Cardiff. Cardiff either. Yeah. Neil Warnock knows how to get Cardiff, side up. Of course, I mean Neil Warnock's championship sides are always, you know, something to fear. But I, I think that the other teams have just got something a bit about them um, more than Cardiff. And I mean, there's just five great teams there, and you know, there's only a top six to play for. So it's going to be very difficult to get into that top six. But I think. I think realistically, I think we're a better team than Sheffield United. I think 
I'd like to think we're a better team than Preston. Maybe people won't agree with that, but I think we are. Um, you know, Bristol. So there's, there's you know, it's, it's very tight, and there's a very realistic chance again that you know, as we thought in January, that we could get there. That's brilliant. Well, thank you for joining us, Connor. I think we'll cheers. We'll wrap it up there for this week. Um, Always a pleasure. We'll we'll be uh, we'll be back after the uh, Leeds game with a, with another edition, and uh, we'll see you then. Mm-hmm.